0: While playing with a ball, if the ball were to fall onto a flight of steps, when it falls first, it falls on the first step. But the second jump is not on the second step, but it gathers momentum and jumps on the third or the fourth step. And the third step, uh, the third jump is not on a third step or fourth step. It doesn't go systematically. It will jump over seven or eight steps. In the same way, the most compassionate Bhagwan is now after giving us the whole psychology of self-mastery through proper sense management Bhagawan is pointing out to us this ladder of fall. That How does a wise man master his senses and because his senses are mastered, his mind is calm and his intellect which has got the knowledge can assert itself. Therefore, tasya is Pratishtita. Therefore, his knowledge is steady. And we have seen in great depth this complete art of self-mastery. Please dwell on it. Think on it. Because we should have no excuse. And when it happens, we know why it happens. You know the difference now between suppression and sublimation. And how suppression takes place, and how we can sublimate our desires. But how does this fall happen? That we lose our discrimination and naturally do not live up to the dignity of our knowledge. So, first step Bhagawan points out is Dhyayato Vishayan Pumsav. When we start brooding over sense objects. Now sense objects means anything that we experience whether it is situations that have happened or people or objects. When we are brooding over it constantly thinking about it and watch how your mind works while you are here it's the best place to observe to experiment. Just one small little incident happens and see, our mind just goes on, you know, whole gathering and weaving a web around the whole thing and something so insignificant can become so big in our minds. You just mentioned the word Sambosa. Now already everybody is scheming on how we should get the Sambosa. See how, but Swamiji, you started it. Yes, to show it to you. How your mind works. You keep brooding on it. You keep planning. Then you start. If you don't know, then you start scheming. And then you know so many things start happening in your mind. Now, when you start brooding on it, then attachment to it is born. Attachment leads to desire, and desire, when strengthened, becomes karma or lust. And when lust not fulfilled, it becomes anger. Now, when your mind starts brooding, if you are alert and you find that it's thinking about something which would be harmful to reaching your goal. And for a spiritual seeker, what is the highest goal? Matparaha. The highest goal is the infinite. Nothing less than that. The para itself is the highest. And Bhagavan says, considering me means the self. Has the highest goal to be reached. So trying to aspire for the highest, if anything deters me from my goal, my needs do not. But my anxiety for my needs does. Certain desires which are conducive to hmm, like your desire to come for a camp, your desire maybe to get hmm, yeah, more copies of the Gita, it's conducive to your goal. Nobody says that these desires are, not to be, are to be given up. You want to relax for some time just so that your mind is fresh. You desire to sleep or you desire even to say do something which is recreational that will make you even more alert. That desire is not harmful but that desire which becomes lust in the sense, it becomes an obsessive desire that disturbs your mind. Then anything that comes obstacle, the first two steps maybe you can control. Once it becomes lust, it's already very difficult to control. And by the time it becomes anger, then the people are trying to control anger. Better prevent anger. Controlling anger is not an easy thing. But everybody wants to control anger, control anger they say. But you do not know the cause of anger is lust. Again, I said the word lust we are using in a manner, obsessive desire for anything. You could have lust for food, you can have lust for power, you can have lust for a person. Mere desire or attraction to a person is not lust. But it can become lust. So, Lust turns into anger and lust is nothing but strong desire. And anger when it comes, you lose your discrimination. How? First of all, delusion. You just start seeing something totally different. Hey, very interesting, another very, very sweet story that Eknath Ji Maharaj was writing the Ramayana. Singh, he was writing the Ramayana, and when he is describing ashok where Sita Ji is, of course Ashoka tree is like the flame, but he says that all around Sita Ji were white flowers. Hanuman Ji, who listens to every discourse of the Ramayana and who was there live, he said this is wrong. So Ekna Ji and uh, what to say Hanuman Ji had an argument. Hanumanji said, no, there were red flowers. Sita Ji says, no, there, is, there was white flowers. So the best person to ask was Sita Ji only. So they invoked Sita Ji and Mother Sita came. And uh, when they asked her, she said, there were white flowers there. Hanumanji said, but I was there, Ibn Maharaj was not there. But they in their meditation, they used to see. And Sita Ji confirms that Hanumanji is wrong. And but Sir, Anuj said, but I saw red flag. She said, because you were so angry with and your eyes were all red that you saw everything red, 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 red. <laughs> so when you are angry, you superimpose certain things. And we know, we have seen it. I mean, Anger is not something that I have to elaborate upon. You are well equipped with it. <laughs> Only you don't know from where it arises. Moha, delusion. Shankaracharya even goes to write that at that time one does not see who is even one's own guru, who is one's own parents. And loss of memory, we do not know what is right and wrong, we do not remember what we know is good and bad, we don't know who is friend and for and we lose our memory and with that of course our buddhi, our power to discriminate. And therefore, also to discriminate between real and unreal. We lose that power. Permanent and impermanent. Our goal and means. The ultimate that we could enjoy and the petty paltry pleasures. We lose our discrimination. Such a person then falls. False means falls from his ideal, falls from his knowledge falls from his dignity of even being a human being. This is so beautifully dramatized in the Ramayana. Sage Valmiki, who has painted the picture of Mother Sita even greater than Ramchandra Ji. Both Valmiki Ji and Tulsidas Ji towards the conclusion have Suggested that if Ram Ji was the greatest. Sita Ji was greater than that also. Even if he was just writing a story. Or even if he was reporting of his great heroine Sita. You think he went mad to write what Sita did? Up till the point 13 years in exile. In her devotion and her service to Ram Chandraji, her duties, she did not falter at all. And therefore, even away from the pleasures of the palace, Sita is happy because her Ram is with her. But it's time to now go from the forest. And one day she spots A golden deer. She has seen many beautiful scenes in the forest, but what does it compare to the bliss that she has in the embrace of Ram Chandraji? So she is sitting there and one day spots from a distance something very fascinating, something that she has never seen before, and is enchanting her a golden deer. And the pickled deer moving around, coming close, running away, and from a distance is golden. She looks at the golden deer and then starts brooding. What if I have this deer and goes with me to the palace? I will have such a lovely pet and that too also a deer with such a golden fur or skin. Like no one has ever seen. So you start brooding. And even if it's not alive by then, at least the skin would make such a beautiful throw on my couch. These are not exactly the words, but you can imagine <laughs> what goes on in the mind. <laughs> she would not kill an animal, but if you got an animal's skin or this, I know what if I made a good handbag out of it? You brood over it, no? And then all the other sisters and sister-in-laws would be so envious of me that I came from the forest, but I brought back something that no one has ever had. This is how the mind works. See that his mind worked in that manner at that time. But what if I had this deer? See, she was brooding over it. Kept on looking, looking, looking. She should have turned her eyes back to Ram Chandraji. But she started looking at the deer. And as the deer moved, she started looking. And finally, wherever the deer went, her eyes would move. Attachment to the deer was born. And then comes the desire. And she turns around to Ramtan and says, Oh my dear, bring me that deer. And Ramchandra says, Oh my dear, why do you want a deer when I am here? And she says, Oh my dear, what's the use of you being a deer if you cannot bring me a deer? And everyone knows when she wants something and he doesn't get it, Ramchandra was wise. He did not give any other argument, Others you would have to listen, a whole chain, hmm? nothing I have got from you so far and uh, all I want is just one deer and what's the use of you being such a great, uh, you know, warrior and hunter that you cannot bring me a deer, I have asked for anything, what, everything I got from my mother's house, from your house all I got was the forest, <laughs> Ram Chandraji very well knows, he did not argue. And really speaking, Sita has never asked for anything in her life. All she has asked for is that deer. Ramchandra ji ran after the deer but warned Lakshman. he told her, no, there is no such thing as a golden deer. At that time, the desire comes. Does any reasoning take place? There is no such thing as a golden deer. Who knows if it looks golden, it could be a Rakshasa, a demon disguised as a deer. No reasoning works when a desire comes in over. Okay, it's not good for your health. It's, you know, so many calories. It doesn't matter. That time you have to eat it, No, when the desire comes. So she says, get me. So he goes for the deer. But once Lakshman, Lakshman, yesterday only we fought 14,000 Rakshasas, Surpanakha has come. She's threatened and gone. Obviously, for all those reasons, he tells Lakshman, don't you leave Sita's side. Whatever happens, and with bow and arrow, ji runs from there, chasing the deer. Of course, we know the story that Ravan had asked his uncle Marich to take the form of the deer, and they had those powers of doing it, and took the form of the deer, and the deer took ji away. And then, when finally ji recognized that it is a demon, and Bhagwan shot the arrow, he was also a well twist. He took the sound of ji imitated the sound of ji said, hey Sita, hey Lakshman. Sita heard this. Full of insecurity and fear that she didn't get the deer and now she lost her deer also. She tells Lakshman, Lakshman, I think your brother is in danger. Go. After and help your brother, Lakshman burst out laughing. And he should never laugh when somebody is anxious. Yesterday only single-handedly 14,000 Rakshasas your husband killed, my brother killed. Single-handedly he defeated the whole army of Khar and Dushan. Even if it is a Rakshasa, nothing can happen to our Ram. And there is where you see the fall of, as I said, did Valmiki go crazy? I am even using this word because the way he describes the language that Sita Ji uses at that time. In Valmiki Ramayana, it is explained that no woman of any dignity could even think like this. That Lakshman was not even seen below above her toe. Worship her as mother, sacrifice. Such words she uses at that time. Tusi Dasido cannot describe it. He just says, Maram vachan. sita jab bola. Not that his Hindi is bad as Chennai Hindi. Bola boli gets all. Huh? It is not like that. Purposely, grammatically, he says, Maram Vachana Sita Jab Bola. Should be Sita Boli, na. But well, he puts it that way because it was not dignified for a woman to speak. See what happens? She got so deluded that she suspects Lakshmana loses her discrimination that he is only worshipped by his mother but superimposes on him some ulterior motives and that also such degrading ulterior motives. And she doesn't trust him and sends him off and she says you go right now and Lakshman can no longer hear such words, such accusations on him. Then Lakshman leaves from there and there, you know, and then it said that he drew that line that mother, please don't cross this line. This is the line of my brahmacharya, which means even mentally I am not taught like this about any other woman. Do not cross this line, whatever happens. And Ravan comes disguised as a monk, and ever since then, everybody suspects. So comes as a monk and she Of course, you know, it's not like she just crossed the line. But when he says, so insecure, she trusts Ravan, Moha. And after that, once she has crossed even the line of self-control or Dharma. After that, Sita never regained. Where does she go? To Lanka, a world of... Materialism. But having reached that, what did Sita do? She didn't say, hey, Ravan's kingdom is really very beautiful. Of course, I don't want Ravan, but his kingdom is very nice. That splendorous kingdom. Tani Sarvani Samyamya. Not looking left or right. She refused to stay in the palace of Ravan, that he had to keep her in the Gardens, Ashoka, where there is no shoka, no sorrow. And there also keeping her mind only to her left foot. Because whatever signs on Ranjitandriji's right foot is in her left foot. chale shri With only that one vision, mat paraha. That my Ram Chandraji, the last vision she had of him, she holds on to that vision that for my wish, he ran after the deer, keeping that vision in her mind. Ratati rahi hari naam. And all the time, just Ram, Ram, Ram. Matparaha, keeping all the senses under, because one sense she saw that deer. It is so beautifully dramatized in the Ramayana. And every sense object is like a golden deer. Deer is an animal which is very fickle and moving. Every sense object is only temporary. And from a distance, everything appears to be attractive. Only when you get close to it, you find all the defects. Before marriage, Prince Charming. Get married, then you know your mother warned you because she is an expert you thought she was an angel now you know whatever, anything from afar appears very beautiful because from there we can imagine and in imagination we can see anything therefore when we brood over when we imagine from there, attachment is fall. From that, desire arises and the fall is very, very fast. Pranashyati. What language Sita Ji uses and then what was the condition of Sita after. But what Sita did, what we have studied in the previous verse. Tani Sarvani samyamya Yukta Asita Shankaracharya has pointed out this very beautifully. In the Gita, we find the ladder of fall. In bhaja or moha mudkara, the means to destroy your delusion. (coughs) And very significantly, in the ninth verse, ninth is Ramchandaji's number, he says, Satsangatwe Nissangatvam Nissangatwe Nirmohatwam Nirmohatwe Nishchala Tatwam Nishchala Mukti You get brood over sense objects and you get attached to sense objects and your Fall happens. However, you keep the company of good and the devotees where there is only talk or brooding over Sat or truth, Lord, hmm? reality. And therefore, what you keep on listening, you get attached to. Sat Sangatve Nisangatva. You become free from the attachment to the temporary and we have seen that which is temporary is not real. Therefore, Nisangatva and when you are free of desires for the ever-temporary changing objects which eventually lead you to frustration, dissatisfaction and sorrow, Nisangatve nirmohatvam. There is no more any delusion. Nirmohatve nishtalatatvam. Or Nishchalitvam, Both readings are there. Which means the intellect becomes steady. Steady in what? In the permanent reality. tattvam. And nishtalatatve jivan muktihi. In life itself, you enjoy freedom because you are no longer a slave of the world. You are no longer the victim of circumstances, rather a master. This is beautiful Ladder of Paul. Thank you for tuning in to this episode by the Chinmaya Mission. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing. If you're looking for exceptional and detailed content on the Bhagavad Gita and how Lord Krishna's advice to Arjuna is relevant to the hurdles you face today, or understanding your mind, or explanations on Hindu scriptures in easy to understand English, the Chinmaya Mission YouTube channel is the place to be. All links are in the description.